What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chase Shelton Show. Uh, I hope everyone's having a great day. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, sorry if I sound nasally. I'm fighting allergies and kind of have a minor cold, but uh, that's not going to stop me uh, from doing a podcast. Just bear with my voice. Uh, but I wanted to kind of get in a quick one, uh, just some pretty much football talk. Uh, of course, unfortunately, as of today, Breaking news, Don Shula has passed away. Uh, if you don't know who that is, you need to do some research. Uh, he is a legendary coach. Uh, he coached the Miami Dolphins back in the day. He is the winningest coach, I believe, of all time. Uh, 50 years, with, at least, with the organization. I mean, there's no there's no reason that you shouldn't know who he is if you're a football fan you know four-time coach of the year uh again has 347 wins i want to say uh most games coached he has the most consecutive seasons of being a coach which was i think 33 obviously he's been inducted into the hall of fame uh the guy's just legendary if you Pretty much one know what he's most famous for, again, like the Dolphins, but the 1972 Dolphins was the team that he coached, which is still the only team to go, in league history to post an undefeated campaign throughout the regular season and playoffs. They're the only team to ever do it. He was the coach of that. So uh, pretty much I'm not going to say he's the best coach of all time. I think I'd still say Belichick. But when you're talking about the goats of coaching, he's up there. Uh, like I said, unfortunately – he has passed away from us as of this morning at 90 years old, which is good. He lived a great life. That's a long time, but still wanted to give him a quick shout out uh, just to give him a good one. Uh, some football talk, like I mentioned. Uh, this weekend, there was some not really breaking like big headliner news, but pretty big. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have signed Andy Dalton to a one-year deal. Uh, I think it's $3 million guaranteed, but it's up to $7 million, which is crazy because whenever he got released, I didn't think the Cowboys would be a team to go get him. I thought he was going to go to possibly New England, Jacksonville, uh, one of these other teams that might have needed quarterback help more desperately. Obviously, the Cowboys and Dak have not reached any agreement to an extension. They franchise tagged him, but he has came out and said he is willing to sit out until he gets an extension uh and right now the cowboys are not playing with him they said you want to do that that's fine they went to go get andy dalton i actually like this move a lot i'm not saying andy dalton is a top 10 quarterback i don't think he is but he is not terrible uh like i mentioned in my last podcast he has he's had some good season with cincinnati he has taken him to the playoffs before I think 2015, he had a great TD interception ratio. He put up over, I want to say, 3,000, maybe 4,000 yards. I know it was over 3,000 for sure. But anyway, a like a how to say an interception touchdown ratio where he's had more interceptions than touchdowns. He's always been pretty consistent in what he's done. Like I said, when you play for the Cincinnati Bengals, you're not one. You're not going to get the spotlight that you should get or that you would want uh of course unless you're joe burrow right now he could be bringing that spotlight but still 
He's been on a crappy team. He had terrible coaching. He had no offensive line help, no really good receivers. I mean, A.J. Green was the best one, but he was always injured half the time. So now he's coming to a contending team. He's coming to a team that has a great offensive line. He has a good running back with Zeke behind him, so all the pressure won't be on him. You have multiple th- receiving options you have Amari Cooper you have Michael Gallup you've now got C.D. Lamb to throw to who they just drafted and of course Zeke is another player you could toss the ball to he's good in the backfield he's good at these little screen passes uh so actually I kind of like it now what does that mean for Dak I have no idea I still personally believe they're going to sign Dak to a long-term deal and Andy Dalton will probably play backup but it's also it just depends on what Jerry Jones thinks. I don't think Dak Prescott has deserved to be the highest paid quarterback. I don't think he deserves more than Russell Wilson. He definitely doesn't deserve more than uh Drew Brees. He doesn't deserve more than Tom Brady. And right now the highest paid quarterback in my eyes should be Patrick Mahomes, which he probably will be in the next year or two. Uh probably less than that to be honest. But I get what Dak is doing. He's the face of America's team. He's plays for the biggest franchise in sports history. Uh, we're the most valuable, and he wants to be the most paid player, and I get that, but, I mean, you have to earn your pay is what I believe. And when you have one playoff win in four years, it does not look great. Uh, I get, you know, coaching has been tough, but now we have McCarthy. If I was Dak... Take your franchise tag deal. You're still getting $31 million, I want to believe. You prove yourself this year, and they can sign you to an extension. It's the smart thing to do. Uh, again, I don't know what's going through his head. I understand he wants to be locked up, you know, have a plan for the future. But, it, I mean, with the Cowboys signing Dalton, it's not looking too great for him. And so, honestly, I would be... I wouldn't be surprised if Dak actually just takes his franchise tag deal and plays one year and works to get a big extension next year. Uh, It wouldn't be surprising. Uh, But some teams that are, well, I don't say teams, some players that will be possibly be hitting free agency next year. We'll we'll start with a, we'll stick with the quarterback route. Mitchell Trubisky, as we know, he was the second overall pick. Uh, back in the 2017 draft, I want to believe. Uh, Chicago Bears took him. Everybody was hating on him because they passed on Patrick Mahomes. They passed on Deshaun Watson. Now, back then, not many people would have probably been as mad. Now, looking back at it, people are pretty pissed off, and I give him every right. Uh, he has not had a good you know, career up in Chicago. Uh, as fact... You know, 2018, he had a pretty good year. They went 12-4, and four, went to the playoffs. I would say that was more on their defense. But as last year, he regressed to being one of the worst quarterbacks. Uh, ranked 27th in touchdowns, 28th in QBR and passer rating. Uh, he didn't even throw for 20 touchdowns last year. Under 40 on QBR and under 85 in passer rating. That's terrible. It, he had a very poor season. They now just also got Nick Foles after they traded for him. And it looks like them two will be competing for the uh, quarterback position. But the Chicago Bears are going to decline their fifth option 
2021 for Trubisky's rookie contract, uh, which means he is probably going to be a free agent after next season unless somehow he gets a starting job and balls out next year, which I'm not seeing it. But it looks like Trubisky's time in Chicago could be coming to an end, which is crazy because, like I said, last podcast a lot of teams are now locking up their quarterbacks for their future and they're going young and so with guys like Trubisky where you've already got four years in you're still young but you haven't proved yourself to possibly get you a starting job and there's not very many teams that are going to want to offer you a lot of money so uh, this is it's a big blow for him It, it sucks so We'll see what he does. I I don't think he'll be at Chicago in the next two years and after next year. Uh, but I'll do another podcast once. Uh, pretty much all on that. Again, I can't really determine if they're going to be a free agent because the teams might re-sign them. We don't know. Another player that also got their option decline, which is not as a big shock because of what they're trying to do, but Leonard Fournette. Uh. As we know, he was uh, picked in fourth overall in the 2017 draft by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he did uh, make about—he's f- going to make about four million on this year's con- final year of his contract. Now, if he was to get picked up, he'd make about another eight million on the fifth-year option. But again, they're not going to take that. Now, there have been a lot of trade rumors uh, for the past couple weeks. Obviously, it was after, ironically, when he publicly called Jacksonville to sign free agent Cam Newton to compete with Gardner Minshew, who it looks like the Jaguars want to put there the ball with. Uh, right now, though, the Jaguars are having trouble finding a partner, though, for the running back. Uh, he's 25. He has, last year, he finished, I want to say, 7th or 8th in the league. 7th. With 1,152 yards, he had three touchdowns, which is not the best number for touchdowns, but he's not a terrible running back. He showed promise in his rookie and his sophomore year, but of course injuries have hurt him, and like I said, he's not on a good team that's helping him. They have no offensive line. They're trading every piece away, so right now he's just kind of in a bad position, but like I said, they're not going to pick up his option for the fifth year, which means he'll most likely be a free agent after next season. Uh, there's quite there's some teams out there that will probably take their chances on him because he is still a young power back that can still do productive. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though if he goes to a team that already has a star running back, maybe like the Saints where they could just use both of them, and that way they don't have to put all the pressure on Kamara and vice versa, not all the pressure on Fournette. Uh, but yeah, it it's kind of crazy because, like I said, he was a great running back, and now he's possibly going to be a free agent next year. We'll see. Uh, same with uh, the receiver from Cincinnati, uh, John Ross. He's fifth option, also got declined now. Honestly, this one is not that big of a shock. I thought he was not – I didn't think he would be that great, to be honest, in the NFL. I mean – he was ninth overall in the 2017 draft, uh, but he is disappointed. Obviously, he was most famous for breaking the 40-yard dash record with 4.22, and 
that rose, raised everybody's eyebrows. So the Bengals took him with their ninth overall pick. Uh, I, I mean, after his rookie year, he didn't even record a catch during his the rookie season. I mean, of course, he was battling injuries, so he only got to play in three games, but still didn't even get one catch. Now, in 2018, he did come back. He did have seven touchdowns, only on 21 rep receptions. Uh, but then... Last year was probably his best year. He scored only three times on 28 uh, receptions over eight games. Not a great year, but out of the other two, that's his best year. Uh, Unfortunately, though, like I said, this is his final year of his contract. Now, he will get to play with Joe Burrow. Uh, Of course, A.J. Green will be out there. You have Tyler Boyd. They also drafted, though, T. Higgins. So it looks like the team could be moving on with those three receivers if John Ross has a good year this year he could maybe get a small contract but honestly he's probably going to be just another bust in my eyes he's a speed guy which is great to have but he's not productive he's not producing great numbers uh he's not putting up how Deshaun Jackson was I mean a lot of people were thinking he could be like that with his speed but like I said when you're with a terrible franchise, it does hurt your stock a little bit. Yes, he had Andy Dalton, but again, like I said, he wasn't able to throw the ball well because he had no protection. So, uh, but like I said, injuries also are hurting John Ross's career. Uh, that's the number one thing when you play with these football players is injuries. Right there will screw up your career. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked up on a cheap deal after next season. We shall see. Uh, again, not very much big news has happened because there are no sports. Uh, but some stuff that I did kind of want to maybe get into was I was thinking about the draft and who teams were drafting. Uh, and it kind of got me thinking, well, why did they draft him? And, you know, all these little things. And I, I guess pretty much what I think is how they're replacing these players. Now, obviously, we know... There are players that are on the trade block. There are players that are getting older, so they're trying to find their younger pieces. I don't really want to get much into that. I want to get into maybe more of the shock, not shocking, but the maybe the more bigger names. A guy I want to re- reference, Alshon Jeffrey. He is a receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's still pretty young. He still has you know, time left in him to play. He still has a lot of potential. He's not a terrible receiver. I uh, wouldn't maybe say top 10, but he's still pretty good. I feel like if he was to get traded or be a free agent, he wouldn't be out there very long. But as we know, the Eagles lost Nelson Aguilar, which I'm sure they're all very grateful for. But he went to the Las Vegas Raiders, so their biggest need this draft was receiving. They've had terrible receivers uh, receiving help the past couple of seasons. That's what they're most known for. So... They obviously drafted John Rieger in the first round from TCU. Uh, later in the fifth round, they got John Hightower. They also acquired Marquise Goodwin in the trade uh, with the 49ers, uh, which is pretty good because he's a speed guy that actually can ball out. Uh, of course, they still have Alshon Jeffrey, uh, but he is eating up quite a bit of their salary. They might want to trade him. Again, it looks like they might be going younger. So trading him, maybe getting some more draft picks for next year. 
possibly getting some defensive help. I don't know. But once I kind of saw that they were drafting these receivers, they got Marquise Goodwin, it kind of brought an eye that I think Offshawn Jeffrey could be in another uniform by the end of next year. Uh, don't know who yet. Like I said, I might do another podcast on that kind of stuff. But actually send a comment or send like a voice message or DM me who you think he could go to. Same with some of the other guys I'm going to mention. Uh, this one, Adrian Peterson. It sucks because Adrian Peterson has been probably the best running back in the last decade. Maybe not the best, but top three for sure. But unfortunately, age is hitting him up there. He's already in his 30s, and he's playing for the Washington Redskins, as we know. But he's not the game-changing running back he was back in the day. Uh, Pretty much right now, he is just, I think, there for presence for the younger guys. He still actually had some good games last year. Uh, But like I said, he's not going to be your every week starting power back that you can rely on. Of course, we know that they have Darius Geis, who they drafted a couple years ago. He's been down with injuries, though. It looks like he's going to have a troubled career. They have Bryce Love. Uh, They also have uh, guys like Antonio Gibson, who they drafted in the third round. And they also signed Peyton Barber in free agency. So they have a crowded backfield. They've got quite a bit of runners back there. So... I'm not saying Adrian Peterson will be traded. He could be. He could also be dropped. I feel like if they can get a young core with Dwayne Haskins and some of these other guys that I mentioned, I think they. I think they're replacing Peterson. I think he could. We could be seeing the end of a. Obviously, he's at the end of his career, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised though if Adrian Peterson is in another uniform by chance at the end of his career. I would love to see him go back to Minnesota just to finish it out. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's your starter, but just to see him play one more final year there, I think that'd be awesome. It'd be great for him. Uh, but yeah, uh, last guy I'll do is uh, Yannick Nagoku. I feel like everyone's been talking about him. I know I have quite a bit. Uh, the defensive end for Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, fortunately, uh, Jacksonville is destroying that defense. They're trying to get him out of there. He's already wanted to be traded. Obviously, I think they're trying to find a trade partner. Right now, it's a little difficult to do that. But last year, they took Josh Allen uh, in their first round. This year, they took uh, Calavon Chase on in the 2020 draft. When they did that, I knew exactly what they're doing. They're trying to replace him. They're trying to get him out the door. They're trying to go younger. Uh that one was not a big shock to me. Whenever he fell that low, I knew the Jaguars were going to take him. Uh, he wants a fresh start somewhere else, so I feel like he'll be traded within weeks, possibly before the end of the or before the season starts. If not, definitely during the season. Uh, but yeah, like I said, those guys that I mentioned, leave like a message or DM me or something who you believe could actually those guys be traded to, where you think they could go. Uh, yeah, just hit me up on that. And then uh, my final thing I wanted to kind of get into, just a fun little debate is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Don Shua is the only coach to lead a team to an undefeated record in the regular season playoffs. Uh, if you don't remember, the New England Patriots almost did it in twenty seven or 2007. 
where they actually lost to the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, so therefore they did not go undefeated. Uh, but like I said, well, actually, I lied. There's been two teams that did it, the Dolphins and the Bears, but the Bears did it back in 1934-1942. As of recently, when I say recently, I mean maybe the past, you know, 80 years. That would be the Miami Dolphins and the Patriots. This year, or not really even this year, but I know some people are saying, will that record ever be broken? Will another team ever go undefeated? It's really difficult. It's hard to do that now because when teams are doing so great, especially if they go 15-0. and I remember the Panthers almost went undefeated when they went to the Super Bowl in 2015, but they lost to the Falcons on their final game, but they benched their starters. So, like I said, a lot of teams bench their starters at the end of the year, which makes it more difficult for the backups to win. Uh, so it is really tough to do that. I believe nobody will do it this year. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think anybody will do it for quite a while. But if I had to guess or pick who has the best chance to do it now or maybe in the next couple years, uh, obviously the Chiefs are going to be probably the number one team just because they're the Super Bowl defending champs. They have the best team overall. Uh, and it honestly, they could do something. But like I said, if you bench your starters, Mahomes is your back, or who's the backup to Mahomes? Could he do it? I'm not quite sure. Uh, honestly, if I had a pick out of any team over the Chiefs, I would actually say Ravens. The Ravens have one of the scariest defenses in the league. They have a powerful offense. Lamar Jackson, of course, is the MVP. But his backup is Robert Griffin III, who is no scrub. I feel like if Ravens were to go 15-0, and 14-0, and let's just say, put in Griffin for the final two games, he could still do some damage. He still has it. That defense, you give him a break, maybe play him half a half a, play him a half of a game. Uh, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if they did it. Of course, the playoffs, they'd have to go undefeated, win the Super Bowl, which they are favored to do. They're in the top favorites to win it. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I Honestly, I don't think any other team really could do it right now. Um, if those any two teams, it would be those two teams right there. So, yeah. Pretty much this was a really, really crappy, lazy podcast. I really just picked up the mic, put on the headphones, and recorded without even knowing anything I was going to talk about. I had a gist of it. I just pretty much rambled on. So not my best work. I apologize. Again, not feeling 100% under the weather. But thank you for listening. I'm going to head out of here. Every again, take care. Be safe. Stay healthy. And once I get over this, I'll hit you up with a good, legit, good podcast. So in the meantime, see you all later.